Welcome to TechCast, the podcast that quenches curiosity. Powered by Q&A Markham, TechCast, where we deep dive into the exciting world of technology, bringing you the latest trends, innovations, and thought-provoking discussions. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the boundless possibilities of technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TechCast powered by QA Marcom, where we talk about various different technology topics and have interesting conversations with the people who are making an impact on those topics. My name is Swapna Subramani, and I'm your host for today. It gives me great pre- pleasure to welcome a very distinguished speaker and guest today at our studios. He's the group CIO of Gargash Enterprises, Mr. Faisal Ali. Welcome, Mr. Faisal. Hello. Um, so Mr. Faisal Ali is an executive director. He has over 20 years of experience in both government as well as private organizations. Um, he has uh, specializes in setting up uh, startup government agencies as well as implementing large-scale IT infrastructure projects. Um, and today we are here to talk about uh, you know a very interesting and relevant topic. He has a keen interest in uh, disruptive technologies and we are here to talk about AI and automation that is kind of changing the course of uh, future as we speak. So um, welcome, Mr. Faisal, once again. Um, it's Thank a pleasure you having me. you here. Um, Thank so, you for having me over. Uh, and I just wanted to start with uh, you know uh, knowing a little bit more about your journey. Like, how did you make it here? Um, you know, your journey to be a CIO. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But one thing I would like to set the record straight: I'm the group CIO for Gurgash Group. Gurgash Group. Okay. And Gurgash Enterprises is part of our wonderful group. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my journey. Uh, you know, started many, many years ago. I was still in my early years, 10, 11 years old with my Atari. Nice. And uh, one of my relatives, uh, you know, saw my interest, uh, not just from a gaming perspective, but also from a curiosity perspective. And he got me a cartridge of uh, Atari Basic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could create a program that would print my name across the screen and I could flash it in different colors. I could sort of animate it as, you know, uh, as early as that animation was, and I think I never looked back. From there, it was just uh, from there to Sinclair, to Commodores, to Amigas, to PCs, uh, to into my professional life, and here we are today. Wow, so it's like a kind of a transition from like gaming into tech, and then you know where you are here today. Very much so, very much so. In fact, in the early days, the exploration was quite different. And the, yes. And, and the software, and I shouldn't really call it software development, it was more like hobby programming, uh, right. I should say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my older brother and I used to get those old uh, graph paper sheets. Okay. And uh, we would actually draw out cartoons that we would want to actually then program onto the screen because oh, these wow. would be the pixels that would switch on and off and different colors. Right. And, you know, we kind of wanted to code it on paper before we coded on the screen kind of a thing. Wow. And it never came out the way it, it, it was intended to. But still, you tried, and I think oh, kudos to that. We did, we did. <laughs> uh, we used that. to have a blast. It used to take us hours and hours and hours to do that. And nice. I think that just kind of got me into that uh, love, into that passion of uh, developing and getting into the whole tech scene. From the grassroots, great. So um, specifically, like today, we want to talk about AI and automation and business processes. So um, how do you think AI and automation has evolved uh, right over the past few years, and how is it impacting the business processes? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. It's evolved. So automation has evolved quite a bit, and it's maturing to a reasonable degree. While uh, AI, 
again, AI is a broad spectrum of technologies. It's not just one single piece. I, I know today the buzzword is AI and everybody kind of interchanges it with our generative AI as AI and yes. uh, large language models as AI. Yes. No, but there's a lot more. There's the computer vision, uh, you know, there's the capability to read text, OCR that we've been using for yes. decades now, mm -hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. In fact, if I take you back just a little bit into the history of the evolution of these systems, back in the 80s and the 90s, mm -hmm. uh, early 90s, we used to call them decision support systems. Yes. And that's what they were. Mm -hmm. And then that eventually, in the early 2000s, evolved into BI. Yes, business intelligence reports. And yeah. from BI, you know, we then moved into the cloud era. And into the cloud, you had the capability of uh, computer vision, computer hearing, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, OCRs became so much better. You had live transcriptions, live translations coming on, mm -hmm. and eventually now to what we call the large language models. Yes. So these technologies, as they're maturing, uh, they are having a great impact on the business. Mm -hmm. If we just go back a few years during the COVID time, uh, where the whole world just kind of went remote, mm -hmm. uh, we weren't used to working remote. And all of a sudden, these remote me meetings became the way to work. Yes. And as they evolved, so did the transcription, so did the translation, so that multiple people from different parts of the world could talk in their own languages. And mm -hmm. this is now getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of impact. Uh, there's a little bit of scare around, uh, you know, I'll get automated out of my job. I'm yeah. going to get, uh, you know, AI is going to think me out of my job. Mm. Uh, I say quite the opposite. Uh, AI is going to be there to augment, uh, yeah. to help us. Complementary. Uh, absolutely complementary mm -hmm. for uh, humans. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take over. Yes, there's going to be certain uh, jobs that are very repetitive. Mm -hmm that are going to be automated. But that has been our history throughout. Yes. You know, uh, whether it was the printing press, whether it was the electricity and the light switch or the light bulb or anything else, you, you name it. You know, we've gone through those transitions multiple times. Absolutely. That's nothing new for us. Absolutely. Uh, we just get bigger and better. Mm -hmm. um, now, I have an unverified number that I heard yesterday uh, mm -hmm. coming out of uh, COP28 discussions okay. uh, on the AI. And uh, again, it's unverified right mm -hmm. now. But the number was that over the next decade, 85 million jobs are going to be lost to AI. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of it, 97 million jobs will be created. Okay. So it is a net gain. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's just going to be a different type of jobs that are going to be there. An evolution of the kind of job profiles, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Um, so what about some of the challenges? Because, of course, like, you know, AI and automation would not come with its set of challenges. So what are some of the challenges that businesses face today? And um, how do you advise businesses to, like, overcome these challenges? Just like anything else. Um, again, I go back over and over to my early days in the career mm -hmm. uh, or even prior to that. Mm -hmm. The only way to a solution was to break it down into its simplest forms. Yes. I started, or I should say I was lucky enough to start when uh, 16K of memory, right? Not gigs, not megs. 16K <laughs> of memory was huge, right. right? I had a Sinclair Spectrum 48K. It had wow. 48K of memory. Mm -hmm. And we could play 3D games in there rendered in almost near real time, mm -hmm. screen by screen. Mm -hmm. So we, used, we had to break things down to a single screen, to a few objects on the screen. Yeah. And it's the same. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to look at a complex process, break it down into simpler processes, mm -hmm. and then break it further down till you can't break it anymore. When you get to the atomic level of a process, mm -hmm. right, when you can't break it down any further, mm -hmm. right, without 
it's lo it losing its meaning, that's when you start really automating. And even then, there are a lot of legacy platforms that just don't play well, that just don't automate very well. And, right. and that's just simply because they were written in a day and age when we couldn't even think about these things. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, it, when it comes to these challenges, of course, um, like I think um, we were having conversation earlier about, um, you know, trying to humanify things, right? Like to mm -hmm. try to make it more acceptable to the people who are using it um, so that the processes don't seem overwhelming. So how, how do you think to kind of, you know, balance with that human element of things, right? How to get human beings not to overwhelmed by technology? Because I think that, I see that as a main key challenge, right? Yeah. Um, is to, uh, you know, that resistance. Yeah. So just your take on that so i always ask a couple of questions and i'll uh, and i'll give a few references over yeah. here right no endorsements but just a few references from my personal experiences yeah. we've been watching movies like the terminator like the matrix yeah. uh, you know space odyssey star wars where you've got these intelligent machines creating uh, carrying out a lot of these different tasks that humans right. do oppose humans you know pose dangers to humans that's just sci-fi being romanticized. That's yeah. all it is. There's, it's no more than that. Yeah. The reality of it is that AI and uh, machine learning is actually there to help augment us. Yes. Now, there was a time not too long ago where Word, Excel, PowerPoint, email, mm -hmm. right, was something completely new. We knew nothing about, yeah. but today we can't live without it. AI and automation is going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be automating you out of a job. It's going to be you automating the menial tasks that you do so you could, fo so you could focus and target better, higher reward kind yeah. of... Uh, Induce efficiency in your... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you crunch numbers all day. Yeah. And then what, right? Mm. Get the bot, get the agent, get the AI to crunch the numbers for you while you sleep, while you have dinner with yeah. your children, uh, while you go out with your family and have a wonderful time out of office. And when you come to the office in the morning, mm -hmm. it's going to be ready for you. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think when, when uh, you know, the people using these technologies start to think of it in that way, um, to, you know, use it as like a tool, as an assistive tool that can help them uh, improve efficiencies, I think that's what makes, you know, the big difference. Um, so, you know, we were, we're bringing in the human element. Um, when you're talking about automation, how to balance the two? Because there are a lot of business critical processes and decision making that, uh, you know, can be automated, but ultimately need that human interface as well. So what, how to strike the right balance between that? Like what can be automated, how much human intervention should be there and, uh, you know, how to kind of decide the criticality of a business process where what the balance, what the right balance should be. Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and a loaded one at that. It is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'd say it very simply, very openly, mm -hmm. right? If it's a tactical decision, mm -hmm. right, uh, that can be made at a ground level, that has a measurable output of an efficiency, yeah. of simple profitability, of a simple, uh, very simple measurable KPI. Automate it, okay. bring an AI into that piece, bring AI into that conversation and understand that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'll give you an example, sentiment analysis, call centers, right? Mm -hmm. or, or social media, everybody's doing it. Yeah. Now, if we were to put four different humans to do a sentiment analysis on a, on a bunch of data that comes in, we probably will have four different results. Yeah. Depending on the mood the people were in, 
depending on how much sleep they'd probably had in their personal backgrounds. Because mm -hmm. you and I would take things in very different contexts because of our cultural difference. Of course. Right? So, it would, so same thing would mean very different to you and me. Mm. Um, a friend of mine gave me a great example uh, of that. You know, he, he took a bunch of people into a room. He put a picture on the wall, and he said, what do you see? And mm. there were 15 people and 15 different answers, yeah. all looking at the same picture at the same time. Yeah. But if you, have a, if you have an algorithm that looks at it in a specific way, it's more objective. It's going to be more objective for yeah. you. So that's, that's how really we should uh, be approaching these things. Now, if the, if the impact is strategic, yeah. right? if that's the lifeline of your organization, if that's the future of your organization, then by all means, a human has to take the accountability, the responsibility of taking that decision. They can be assisted mm -hmm. with technology, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, the responsibility and the accountability is that of the human, and we cannot take them out. Yeah. Makes sense. And and what do you see? How do you see the next ten years shaping up uh, with AI and automation, specifically for businesses? Um, I see my personal vision of tech coming true. Okay. Uh, which is um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. Uh, which is what I call the the evolution of uh, humans in IT. Uh, and typically, the theory of evolution we started from water. Yeah. Right, uh, single cell. We moved into fish. We moved into you know four-legged creatures. Uh, eventually, into the form of humans. Mm -hmm. In the IT world, as you evolved, you know you've got only two hands and two eyes, and you could probably do one or two tasks at a time. Yeah. Uh, to me, the ultimate uh, evolution would be that of a jellyfish. Okay. You know, multiple autonomous appendages mm -hmm. uh, carrying out all the tasks in symphony, mm -hmm. right, without one having the impact on the other. And even if you lose one, mm -hmm. right, it is non-critical mm -hmm. because it will come back. You will grow it back. Uh, you will have a recovery methodology for it. Wow. The, or the, organism, the organism continues to work. Amazing. And what did you call it? The evolution of human humans, and humans and technology. Humans and technology. Wow, that's <laughs> great. I, I, I think I like it. And I think that <laughs> should you. be like the key takeaway of, uh, you know, our tech cast today is, uh, you know, how the evolution of humans and technology is going to happen where multiple things happen in symphony. And I think that's a, that's a really encouraging thought and, uh, you know, very insightful as well. So I'd like to thank you uh, a lot, uh, Mr. Faisal, for your time today. And uh, I really enjoy this conversation. And uh, I think we're going to name this tech cast, uh, you know, the evolution of <laughs> humans and technology. <laughs> so thank you for that. And thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. I thanks, everyone, it. for tuning in to TechCast by QNA and we are very happy to uh, you know be part of this uh, series and uh, please do tune in for a lot more from here thank you techcast powered by QA Markham unraveling the enigmas of the digital age in every episode subscribe to techcast on YouTube and on your favorite podcast directory and never miss an update